Hello and welcome once again to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sagima Bay. And I'm your host, Craig Wells, and we are having an exciting day around the world. We've entered into a new year, 2024. <laughs> I remember being a kid and they were talking about 2000 would be the end of the world and or see a movie that was in 2025 and we were supposed to be like the Jetsons, you know, flying around in our suitcases. Basically, your vehicle got shrunk down to your suitcase and we don't look quite like the Jetsons, though we do have FaceTime. They say they prophesied that and we have FaceTime and we do have little robots that clean. So we do have some of that. But I just want to talk about the new year and a lot of times people go on New Year's resolutions restitutions, <laughs> resilience. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I go on the diet every year at about this time. And um, I don't know, it depends on when my friends come in town, how long I last. <laughs> it's nothing to laugh about, but it's funny, you know, how we put out these things. And, you know, God is saying some great things about this hour and this day. And like I was telling the congregation, and I pray to God you listen to the last two podcasts about angels and angelic visitation and dwelling and moving with angelic beings in your life and the supernatural beings in your life through Christ Yeshua, by Holy Spirit. But as I go into this new year, of course, the first thing I always do is I wake up that morning and I seek the Father and I engage and I offer all I am to Him. And not that that's nothing new, it's but it's like a more intimate. You know how you set that intimate place for somebody? Say if you were married and you set that intimate, that surprise, that intimate place for that spouse, for that wife or for that husband. And you go the extra mile to make them feel wanted and needed or desired. That's what I do uh, on every holiday, really all the time. But there's those special moments that are above what you even do normally. And it's that where I show up for God. Because I want him to take note. Now, I understand God is not bound by the Gregorian calendar. Believe it or not, don't shut me down. God's not bound by the Hubert calendar either. <laughs> there is no time in heaven. <laughs> He's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end and everything in between. There is no end. And there is no beginning of time or ending of time with him. When I walk on the other side of the veil through Christ Yeshua and I'm sitting in heavenly places, I'm not bound by time. But God does look into the heavens and look into the earth. And he will function out of the characteristics of the earth, per se, a Hebrew calendar or a Gregorian calendar, the date, January 1st, 2024. Not because it means much to him as much as it means to you. It's a new beginning for the greatest days of your life. Now, sometimes people are like, oh my God, I just, whew, I'm so glad I made the 2024 because 2023 was a woozy. Some people had the greatest year. 2023, the best thing ever happened to me. I like to look at each year as a learning experience, whether it's good, bad, ugly, or great, victorious, sweet. And say, okay, God, what did I learn? What did I offer to you? Where did I grow? And what am I becoming out of that? Well, you don't understand, Apostle Craig. I had a lot of poo-poo in my life that got thrown on me. Some of the best fertilizer is poo-poo. So what did you grow out of that poo-poo? Listen, I'm just going in the direction of what the Holy Spirit is telling me to. Because this is not quite the kind of podcast I thought I would have on the first day of January 1, 2024. 
But God is saying, your life has been fertilized by your victories. It's been fertilized by your troubles. They're both great fertilizers. Some is sweet food and water, and some is manure and junk that seems like it's bad to you, but it's working out things in you. You know the Bible that says, all things work out for the good of those that love the Lord and are according to his will? Well, of course. Now, it don't seem like it. You had something bad that happened to you. You had some kind of hurt or some kind of uncontrollable thing that you had no power over. You're like, hey, that didn't help me at all. And God didn't send it. I don't want you to think that either. Craig's not saying God sent you anything bad. I'm just saying bad things happen to good people. But Yahweh can use it as a fertilizer inside of you that you will sprout up a beam of light. That that which meant to destroy you made you stronger. That meant to curse you, wind up blessing you. That meant to take away from you, wind it up adding to you. Why? Because you grew in your spirit. That which bound and locked you up made you expand. This is what God is trying to let you say. There's something we always say. Is the glass half full or is the glass half empty? And I, I, I used to teach that in sales, and I used to be in sales for most of my life, and um, I got taught that from salespeople and all the different reasons it means. But God began to speak to me. And he says, it, the reason you ask that, it tells you the outlook of the person. Why? This glass is the same. Just, just look at it in our mind for a second. A 16-ounce glass, and it has eight ounces of water in it. Truth is, it's half empty. That is the truth. Truth is, it's half full. That is the truth. But the perspective of how you look will determine the outcome of your life. When I say it's half empty, I'm focused on the things I do not have. And it doesn't come from a grateful heart. It doesn't come from a thankful heart. It comes from, oh, I don't have the other eight ounces. Oh, look, there's lack. Oh, look, it should be fuller. I want my glass full. Of course, everyone does. The same half full, half empty glass, the person that looks at it in the mind of Christ says, look, it's half full. Look at what I've attained. Look at the blessings that God's already given me. Look at the things that I've already accomplished. Look at these great things that are living in my life. And then, then out of the right perspective, they can see the glass by faith be completely full. See, it's perspective. Perspective will lead you through the earth of your desire of what you actually acquire in your desire, in your perspective. Well, brother, I thought it was just praying to Jesus and that just commanding things and that would get things done. That does work. I'm not saying it doesn't. Anytime you're praying, God's listening and commanding. It, it does work. But you are the filter of what God does. He's not the filter. Unless he does a sovereign move and God does do sovereign moves all the time, unfortunately, you might be like, what do you mean, unfortunately? It means that he has to because we don't know how to move yet. Like a son or a daughter of the Most High God commanding and declaring and decreeing and doing what we're supposed to. So God finally has to step in and move. He didn't want to do that. He went and died and resurrected and ascended and sat on the right hand of the Father and gave place for me and you. He said, come sit in me. I'm the first of many brethren. Now you are a king, a priest, an oracle, a legislator. You are like the four living creatures, ox, the lying eagle man. You are as a son of God. I'm the first of many brethren. You are the redeemed son of God. You walk as the yod Hey va Hey. You are the son of man, the Va that receives the breath of God, that speaks out the breath of God. 
But if we look at it where it's half empty, and I have done that myself, there's no judgment in this. You start looking at, oh, I don't have this, Lord. I don't have that. But when it's half full, I'm celebrating what I have. God wants you to celebrate. This is a year of celebration. This is a year of increase. Well, you know, Apostle, I heard that before and it never happened because you didn't make it happen. Oh, no, I thought God was going to make it happen. Who's God in the earth? He gave you dominion over heaven and earth. We're waiting for God to get off the throne to do it, and God is commanding us to get onto the throne and do it. Do you understand? See? God wants you to do it. He's not going to do it for you. Now, I know some of the things I even myself question the Father, like, okay, God, you say for me to do this, this, and this, and I pray these things, and it hasn't happened yet. And it can cause you doubt. It can cause you fear. It can cause you worrisome. That's where faith and knowing has to step in. When you say, God, I'll do it by faith until I obtain it. I'll do it by faith until I see it manifest. I'll do it by faith until I become that. I do it by faith. Knowing in whom I believed in, and he is able to keep that which I committed unto him. I committed myself, therefore, in him I live, I move, I have my being. I am becoming as he is. I want you to get this in your spirit on this first glorious day. Let this day, no matter what happens today, let it be a day of victory and glory. Let it be a day of worship and praise. Let it be a day of ascension where you ascend into the heavens and go sit before your father and worship him. Where you go face to face with your father and say, make me be like what I behold. And that he beholds you and says, I rejoice in what I behold. And I glory in the father and the father glories in me. I want to go over something real quick. This is very well known. It's in the Bible. You don't have to be a prophet to know this. But the spirit of fear is something that fights everyone somewhere, someday, sometime. Now, there's some people there. You look at them. They're not fearless and nothing. They can go do anything. But all of a sudden, they have this one area of their life that they have fear in. Maybe an insecurity. Maybe uncertainty. This is not for them not knowing. When I tell you, oh, we don't know who you are, this is not a put down. We just don't have the full revelation of the fullness of what Christ did inside of us. We just think he forgave us of our sins. And when we get to heaven, we'll be like him. The truth of the matter, he forgave us of our sins. He took us to heaven and we are became like him. We just need to recognize it so we can function in the heavenly realm, in this earthly realm, out of the heavenly realm, as he is, so am I in the earth. So Yahweh wants you to function. As a son of God in the earth. And he wants you to remove the spirit of fear. This is something I feel in my spirit to tell you to deal with this month in January. Go to the courts of Yahweh. Go before the throne of Yahweh. Go into the mind of your heart. Go into the mind of your spirit. And deal with the spirit of fear. It could be something subtle. It can be a phobia. I've had some of those. It could be uh, intimidation or timidity. It could be insecurity and uncertainty. It could be low self-esteem and low self-worth. It could be, uh, you know, God just won't do nothing for me no matter how many times I pray. It could be all kind of doubt because things didn't go your way. Or maybe you failed so many times, you just think you failed too much for God to use you greatly. These fears are walls and blockages of your mind. So you can't enter into the fullness. It can be in your job. You can have fear of bosses, fear of co-workers, fear of do I do this job good enough? Instead of looking at the glass being half full, 
I will pour myself into this thing and make it happen. It could be relationships. Oh, I don't want to do this wrong. I don't want to fail. That's all fear. Yahweh told me um, in June of the, the year that just passed, he said, don't do anything in fear. Do everything in faith. He says, fear will not produce you what you're trying to produce. Only faith will. Fear can't produce some things. You know, hey, I don't want to get in trouble, so I won't do that. Oh, you know, blah, 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 I won't do that. But that's not heart condition. Love is heart condition. Love breeds faith. Faith breeds love. And out of love, I walk uprightly before the Lord. Out of love, I have a gratitude of the glass is half full. See, it's out of love for God that those things I want, there's many things I want I don't have. And I wish God would have given them to me by now. But I still have such a love for him. So I know by faith I'm receiving those things by faith and it will materialize and bring them to pass. That don't mean I don't get frustrated sometimes. That don't mean I don't get insecure about, hey, why this thing hasn't happened. But I'm telling you to work your way out of that by engaging faith, engaging love, engaging confidence and removing the spirit of fear, going to the courts of Yahweh and removing the spirit of fear, confessing it before God, being open and honest, repenting of it, asking God to judge it to light life and love by the blood covenant of Yeshua. Get your document papers of heaven. Get your divorce papers from those bondages. Get your annulment papers from those bondages. Get your nullification papers from those bondages. Put them into your chest. Put them into the crown of your head and walk out the wholeness and the holiness of the righteousness of love joy and peace and remove the spirit of fear off of you so you can be exactly what God called you to be and you can receive what God has called you to be make this year fearless roar like a lion or if you're a woman a lioness they roar pretty loud too and shine forth the glory of Elohim in your life he's coming to you listen listen before I close Holy Spirit just told me Elohim is coming to you to reveal himself to you. Remove the spirit of fear that you can have the master come to your house and reveal himself to you in a deeper way shortly. Now, I don't know what shortly means. Could be in a year, could be in a day, could be in a moment. But as you are seeking him and removing fear and cleansing out the closet of your soul of fear, doubt, and unbelief, intimidation, timidity, maybe disappointments, hurts, traumas, dramas, and anything else is getting in your way in the natural realm that you can't fully function out of the spiritual realm. God says, I'm coming to your house. I'm coming to your house. And I love why he said Elohim. Elohim is a form of God's. So that means Yahweh, God the Father, Yeshua, God the Son, Uach Kadesh, God the Holy Ghost, is coming to your house. Receive that. Just open your heart right now and say, Father, I receive it. Come, Elohim, to my house through the blood covenant of Yeshua. Come to my house and change me forever. There it is. Come to my house and change me forever. Receive it. Receive it right now. God is opening your doors. New doors for you. New sight for you. I see Ayin, the letter, living letter, Hebrew living letter, Ayin floating in front of me. And it represents spiritual sight. There's new spiritual sight coming to you. I see the spirit 
of Bet, the human Hebrew living letter Bet, the house, which is also represents Yeshua, as well as the dimensions of God. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not tell you, but I go to a place to prepare for you that where I go, you may go also. And we thought we have to die to get there. All you have to do is I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, not I, but Christ lives inside of me. In the life that I live, I live by faith in the Son of God. Therefore, I enter into the house, the Bet of God. The shin, I see the Hebrew living letter shin, the fire of God being added to you, also represents Yeshua, also represents teeth, meaning the gnawing. I don't mean gnawing and gnashing of teeth like what we always preach in the church. Everything's damnation. No, getting a hold of the word like a bulldog and biting down and never letting go until you become it. The strength of the word. Also teeth, meaning the ability to eat meat. The Bible talks about it so many times. Listen, I tried to give you meat, but you got to have, oh, milk. You got to have some sincere milk because you're not strong enough. You're not mature enough. He's saying, I'm calling you mature. So I'm going to give you the shin so you can eat the meat, receive the fire, and become like the Aleph, the burden bearer. Ooh, the Hebrew living letter Aleph here. The Aleph. Receive this in the name of Yeshua. Oh, the mem. Oh, he's going to bring you to the mountain of the Lord, of the water of the Lord, the mem of the upper waters of Yahweh, where he shows you the deep secrets of mysteries going into Koshek through the Hebrew living letter Gaw, the spiral staircase into the heavenly realm. You're going into Koshek. See, this is, was all by changing your perspective from being half empty to half full. Now God's doing the rest in the supernatural realm. See, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen, meaning unseen. I go into the unseen world and I see those things I have need of and I bring them forth out of heaven. Thank you. I have one other letter I keep seeing, Lamed, the Hebrew living letter Lamed. And it means as I teach, I am taught. As I taught, I'm teach. Meaning there's a flowing river coming in you. As I give, I shall receive. As I receive, I shall give. As I learn, I shall put it out. As I pour it out, I will learn. As I love, I shall receive love. So as I receive love, I will love. It's the lament of the kingdom of God coming to you. I would definitely send this podcast throughout the world to your friends and neighbors this year. Start this year off and have these holy blessings being poured upon them. Don't forget to like us. Don't forget to subscribe to us. Make us your favorite on your podcast list. It helps spread this podcast throughout the world. Once again, I love you. You are so beautiful. Happy, happy new year and many blessings. I'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Shalom.